0: Coming up on the Golf Digest podcast, we discuss Brooks Kepka's latest major win at the 2019 PGA Championship.
1: My God, my swing feels like an unfolded
2: lawn chair. Well,
1: why do they even have one if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because
3: it's
2: fun! We're having fun! What is this, costume? Mine's off the rack.
3: I wish Tiger Woods was here to help me with this. We'll do it live!
0: Welcome back to the Golf Digest Podcast. Uh, I'm Alex Myers. I'm here live at Bethpage Black. I'm joined by Sam Wyman and Chris Powers. We are in the interview room where Brooks Kepka, the victorious champ, just left uh, moments ago. Uh, he capped off a fourth major title. It wasn't easy. It wasn't as easy as we thought. Um, in fact, we were trying to come up with different things Uh to kind of pass the time today, we thought it wouldn't, there wouldn't be any drama, and lo and behold, we got a, a pretty interesting back nine. So, Sam, I guess, you know, what does it say about golf that uh, a guy could look so unflappable, and especially he's the guy who we say is the most unflappable, and that he could even have so much problems closing on a major? I
1: don't know if it says a lot about golf as much as it says a lot about page Black, because yeah. um, it just shows that those, those, you know, that back nine, Especially on a day like today, when it was pretty gusty, is exceptionally difficult, and it it does say a lot about how no lead is safe um, in a major championship. You know the, that stat before the round is amazing. No one in the history of the PGA Tour, not just majors, in the history of the PGA Tour, had ever blown a seven-shot lead when it was one guy. You know the guys have blown bigger leads, right? Um, you know when the other guys erase are, are deficits, yes. But no one has ever had a seven-shot lead lead clear of the next guy and right. not going on to win. And so for him to do that um, and come that close is pretty remarkable. And we can get into kind of like how he righted the ship uh, on the 15th hole, which is impressive in its own right. But for a short period of time, it was way more dramatic
0: than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. How? You, know, you wrote a whole chapter in your book about Greg Norman's collapse in, in 96. Well, and obviously that's, that's it up my book. No, no, no. <laughs> win and losing. It's still available, Pfizer, I'm sure, I'm somewhere. You could find it on, on the Internet. Um, but no, seriously, that that's kind of the, the standard of golf chokes if you want to say it and um, this would have beaten that this that was a six shot lead and and considering how you know unbeatable this guy looked through three days breaking all these records this would have beat you know beaten that record so I think Greg was probably rooting for (laughs) DJ to win or or Brooks to lose
1: for sure you know the one thing that I would say um, about today and where my mind went and of course I thought about that a little bit was you know throughout this run by Brooks Kaepernick, he hasn't really been humbled, uh, and I thought, the one thing that I've kind of struggled with when I talk about this guy, is he doesn't seem like that relatable a figure, mm-hmm. he's just this dominant force, who you know, is built like an Adonis, he doesn't look like the rest of us, doesn't play off like the rest of us, that, you know, maybe he needs a moment, like, a real collapse to humanize him a little bit, and, you know, he had a brief opportunity, yeah. I mean, obviously he didn't want to have that opportunity, um, and he You know, he kind of avoided that that situation, but in some ways, I feel like he needs that kind of moment to become a little bit more relatable. But he, again, he kind of dodged a huge bullet.
0: Well, you know, it did show probably the most emotion we've ever seen from him with the win. Then afterwards, he kind of kept, you know, exhaling and this. Chris, what did you see from him today? And and uh, you know, it it seemed to at least he made it like this was maybe the toughest win that he's ever.
3: Right, just to what Sam just said about uh, him being related. You know, all the, all these interviews he does, he says that he feels no pressure, anything like that. I do think he he felt a ton of pressure, yeah. and and he did say that after afterwards. I wasn't expecting him to. I, I was thinking he was going to say, oh no, I didn't I didn't feel any pressure, right. blah, blah blah. But he obviously clearly did, and uh, obviously it wasn't a choke. So he's I guess he's still not relatable to us quite yet, but. Um, he he did finish strong. That was a that was a nice response on the on the last few holes. But he also did still almost give it away on 17 and 18 with the three putt and and the pulled drive. That was still. I mean, he smoked the drive. It just right. kind of hooked on him a little bit and got caught up in the fescue. But he he made par on, on the 18th hole. It was an unbelievable par.
0: You know, you got to go back to the 14th hole when Dustin had just made the birdie on 15. Uh, Brooks sails, you know, his shot way over the green. It was a front pin, and he sails the green. You know, he hits a whatever pitch, runs the putt by. He actually had a four-footer to just keep I know. the lead. I mean, that is pretty crazy, especially because, you know, with Norman, he was blowing it right off the bat. Right. When Brooks birdied um, 11... That gave him a six shot yeah. lead. Right. So it looked like, you know, this was a late collapse. Yes. In, Four straight bogeys. And
1: the, the amazing thing when you hear him talk about what was going through his mind during that sequence, he looked at it very logically. So when you talk about guys who, who collapse or blow leads, what ends up happening is sort of the train goes off the tracks and then right. they can't, they right. can't sort of, and then like their, you know, their mind races and they kind of lose all composure. It really looks like, even when he was struggling to that extent, he was still approaching it pretty Mm logically. And I would normally say, oh, he's just saying that, he's putting on a facade, but I think he has this immense ability in himself, which is like, he says, I'm like, well, I bogeyed four holes in a row, I was shocked, he said I was shocked. But he wasn't necessarily worried, because he was like, he looks at it like in a very uh, methodical way, I shouldn't bogey four holes in a row, I probably should start playing better, I will start playing better now, whereas, if it was you or I in that situation, um, well, obviously we wouldn't be in that situation. But but right. you know, a lesser uh, mindset would be thinking about you know, oh my God, I'm blowing this. Right. This is getting away from me. Even. You know, remember that famous collapse by Spieth at the Masters mm-hmm. in 2016? He, he admitted that he said that to Michael Dreller, his caddy. Yeah. I think we're kind of choking here a little bit. Like, <laughs> I don't well, think that. No. And that's a great introspective moment. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Brooks Kepka is capable of that level yeah. of introspection, which I ultimately mean as a compliment, but it's what
3: spared him from sure. really falling apart. Also, to his, his credit, he, he avoids the really big disaster like he did today. Yes. There's no double no bogey. doubles. He yep. made... He made four bogeys in a Good row, try. but he he had to make some tough tough bogey putts. Yep. There's never like a crazy <laughs> offline, You know, he's not not sn- snipe hooking it into the woods. He's not right. chunking on like Spieth did at Augusta. The you know the way he hits it, he really avoids any kind of disaster, and you have to give him credit for that. Yeah. He, he limits the damage to all right. I'll make a bogey, move on to the next hole. I thought it was a great
1: stat, or a great stat, great quote that he gave about that sequence up. I, you know, I've earned the right to struggle. Again, talk mm. about thinking about things logically. He's like, well, I had a seven-shot lead. With a seven-shot lead comes, you know, some room to actually have some yeah. bad holes. So yeah. he's thinking about it like, okay, this is part of the spoils of playing as well as he did the first three rounds.
0: You know, I, I misspoke before. He birdied 10, and then he rattled off the four straight bogeys. Yep. But he also bogeyed one, uh, Like, but then – you know played great after that on that front nine at least, so it was it it really wasn't like he ever felt any real heat on, on the front nine. Um, I was lucky enough to talk to him for briefly, very briefly, uh, three questions with him uh, right after uh, the round, right after his win. Again, he was very relieved. So let's just uh, play that quick clip just to get a taste of Brooks Kepka on a green. Uh, you said earlier in the week that winning majors might be easier than winning regular tour events, but how difficult is it to close them out? It looked like that was about the most emotional we've seen you in a win.
2: Yeah, I mean... I didn't hit the ball in the fairway, so you're going to have some problems out here. It's a, a difficult day, difficult golf course, and, um, you know, it, was, it just was a battle. I and mean, DJ played a hell of a round to come back and, uh, you know, to grind it out there. But I'm very, very satisfied. This is probably the most satisfied I've been with all the majors.
0: At what point today did you realize it wasn't going to be easy, and what was the most important shot of putt that you faced today?
2: Uh, I thought the... I don't know, I felt like they were all important on the back nine. I needed every one of them <laughs> to fall, but um, I, probably doesn't sound like much. But the, the putt on 16, um, I thought was just gave me a little bit more confidence coming down the stretch. I know I missed one on 17, but you know, I think 16 helped me make 18.
0: And given the wire to wire dominance, where do you rank this among your four majors? And with four wins in your last eight starts, uh, does this put the rest of the debate over who's number one in the world?
2: Uh, I guess I don't know. That's up to the world <laughs> ranking system or whatever. I mean, I feel like I'm playing good. It's uh, this is this one's definitely at the top of the list of of how emotionally spent I am, how mentally spent I am. This one's um, this one definitely tops the list.
0: Awesome! Thanks a lot, Brooks. Congrats. Yeah. So anyway, that was a relieved Brooks Kepka and uh, for those wondering at home, you know he is you know he's jacked, obviously, but he's got great teeth too. Great well, teeth. Yeah, Brooks. Didn't
3: he? Didn't uh, get new teeth. Is that what it was? If, if you look at, when if you go back and watch the celebration, wow, really, the celebration yeah. at Aaron Hills when he like really like grits his teeth, they're like not... Well, I, I, I don't know. Jeez, yeah, 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 wow. Dude, wow. It's go go back got, and, and look at <laughs> the <a> <laughs> Yeah. His right. teeth
0: are perfect now. <laughs> all right. Let,
1: Is let, that let's, part of the body? <laughs> oh,
0: jeez, Maybe it was. Um, all right, let's try to put his dominance in perspective here. Obviously, Four majors in his last eight starts. Only Tiger, Jack, and Hogan have ever pulled off runs like this. I just saw another stat between his first and fourth majors. He's now done it in under two years. That's more than almost a year better than what Jack Nicholas did. Um, It's two years better than what Rory did, for for instance, or or, about two years. And And
1: it's better than Tiger. Tiger's fourth major. Came yeah, in oh yeah, so between three his, years, oh yeah, right.
0: it's better between Tiger's first and fourth. Now Tiger, then you know, once he got a right. second, he rattled. He had that seven of eleven stretch. But anyway, you know, is it too early to start putting him among the greats? Does he need other tour wins, or, or are we only looking at the majors?
1: Well, it goes back to that whole debate about how much value you should be placing in majors. So when we talk about you know Dustin Johnson or even Phil Mickelson, for that matter, we say, oh, we put too much value in the majors. The, right. the breadth of his career right. should be taken into account. You say he was a great player. You know, he only won X number of majors. Um, this is kind of the opposite argument, which is, you know, obviously still a very good PGA Tour player, but the fact that he's won the four biggest um, events on the calendar four right. times now immediately qualifies him as one yeah. of the greats. Um, yeah. You know, uh-huh. there's a lot left to be said, you know, how the rest of his career plays out. This run is is remarkable, and I keep going back to this whole idea that to me it's somewhat unsatisfying which is a weird word because it's it's inexplicable how a guy went from being a very good PJ tour player a guy that we thought you know maybe could win a major one day uh, to suddenly becoming just dominant force hands down best player in the world it's like you just it, it's hard to articulate because he doesn't fit kind of what everyone's projections
0: yeah were. well and ryan harrington for us did a piece kind of going through some of these hype players through the years who were supposed to be better than him and i think he put 10 players in there but you could put hundreds of players yeah. in there because this is a guy who in college wasn't even like a top 20 player right. at florida state and you know he went to europe he kind of went that different route Uh, he he went the different route because he wasn't a superstar i mean that's that's what he did but it obviously has helped him and you know when he won that first u.s open at aaron hills everyone was like "Eh, that's not a real u.s open it was at aaron hills it was was fairways wide open when i always won a u.s open at shinnecock and now a pga championship at beth page which was basically another u.s open um you know again after almost winning the masters
3: Uh, just last month
0: yeah i mean so it's crazy he's he now has as many majors as ernie ells does in his career he has one fewer major than phil Mickelson, who's considered maybe a top 10 player of all time and he's done it in a span of two years so i don't know chris i mean it i definitely he's clearly the best player in the world um and i think he he deserves to be you know called one of the greats greats ever i don't care if it's just a two-year run it's it's an incredible two year run
3: yeah absolutely and uh, now now the fun part comes after it, can he sustain it for you know another decade we thought rory and speeth be able to do it speeth it's it's obviously still too early to yeah. say he he ripped off three yeah you know, his last one was in 2017 right. of course he could get it back but rory i mean we're going on we're going on five, five to six years yeah. now so is this just a, an incredible two year run or is he going to get to double digits like he said he thinks he can I mean all signs point to yes. He yeah. he can get to ten, you know, ten ten majors, right. which only three people have ever done ten right. more, which Once is absolutely can. insane.
1: I think you make a really good point about the fact that he doesn't have a lot of big misses. He doesn't have a lot of balls. I mean obviously the way he plays is how as as well as he drives the ball, and as well as he putts, and as high as he hits the ball, there's just not a lot of room for error. I mean, you know, like Tiger, DJ all these guys are, Rory, um, have these big misses as part of their game. And from what we've seen from Brooks Kepka, now, granted, we haven't really watched him very closely in the, the, the majors when he didn't contend, like, you know, um, right. in, in, in 2017 in that run where he was just kind of off the map. Uh, he doesn't have those big misses. So it just, he has the game that allows him to constantly be. Um, in the mix. I was actually
3: thinking about that the other day too. Even when you know, obviously Tiger was never relatable when he was winning the way he was. But even during his dominance, he he had those heroic shots from the woods, from a bunker, the one at what was that team where he hits mm-hmm. the three iron over the tree out of the bunker. Kepka I mean, he's never like in the woods like snap hooking yeah. one around. He's just like hitting everything straight yeah. with a little bit of cut or a little bit of hook and. You know, Tiger had that wow factor. I don't don't know. The guy just doesn't have that, like, you know, exciting factor to him.
0: You know, I think it's funny that the week that he says he thinks he can win 10 majors and that's easier for him to win majors than regular (laughs) tournaments, he goes out and wins another major. I mean, that's pretty badass. Um, And, you know, he... Yeah, I mean, I don't, it's tough to project because, obviously, Rory would have said the same thing. We would have said he's going to get to 10 majors for sure a few years ago, and now he's still stuck on four, so you never know. But, uh, you know, it is funny, though, you guys mentioned that, it, and, and maybe this does speak to just how solid he is. He doesn't really have, like, a signature uh, shot or moment no at put, these majors. No signature majors. Put, I feel yeah. like yeah. I
3: feel That's like, the other thing. That's yeah. the other thing. A tiger has those, like, right. the fist pump. I can't really think, you know. Hole. He, he's just yeah.
1: – There's not a lot of artistry in his game, which which is the way to describe it. And um, I feel like a signature moment for him, as lame as it sounds, is his drive on the 15th hole today. Which is probably, again, uh, shows kind of why his popularity maybe isn't at the level of some other guys. Because, you know, it's just this booming drive where he got it in the fairway at a point when he needed to get it in the fairway. Not that exciting in the standard of golf. It's not Tiger hitting a cut three right out of a bunker. Right. Um, it's not Jordan Speed hitting it up and down, you know, off, from off behind the green on on, uh, on the 18th hole at Augusta. And, again, I just think it's he's just one of those guys who has such a great efficiency to his game. He spares himself these really dramatic yeah. moments. Doesn't make for very exciting golf, but it makes for a great player.
0: I take it back. He did have uh, – at Bell Reeve last year when Tiger was breathing down his mm-hmm. neck, he hit that four iron on the 16th hole, that par three, hit that laser to right. like eight feet. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. So he does have maybe one signature shot but still the fact that it doesn't like jump yes. right out at you, uh, is, is a little bit telling. All right, let's talk about his buddy Dustin Johnson for a little bit because he was the only other person today who had a chance. And he did have a chance. And it's funny because he's a guy who's kind of let, you know. A lot of majors maybe slipped through his fingers and here he almost had one kind of given to him and then yeah, it was that's tough a, that's okay. a tough
1: interpretation yeah. I mean, certainly if you look at it through just that prism of he had uh, he was within a shot of of you know tying of tying brooks kept up and at that point he fell apart and bogey two holes that's one way of looking the other way of looking at it is um Beth Hageback is incredibly difficult. He somehow worked his way into contention. What was he up until that point? Through 15, he was what under par? Eight Eight under. He was eight under par to make it. And then the just got him to one back. So he is already swimming upstream through that point. And the law of averages on a golf course like that is you just cannot sustain it for that long. And, you know, he hit a shot in a heavy rough on 16. You know, hit a pretty good shot to to give himself at least a putt at bar, but, but, but obviously didn't make the putt. That's just, again, that shows that he was overachieving, which is, I know he's the number one player in the world, or he was number one player in the world. It's a weird thing to say, but he was overachieving through that point, and at some point, it was going to catch up to him. So, that's a charitable uh, excuse for him, but that's another way of looking at it.
0: Yeah, and he also, I mean, he thinks he hit a, a great shot on the 16th hole. He was stunned when it went over. Uh, he actually said he almost took even more club because the wind was howling that much. I mean, today, the wind was, we, yeah. we got, right when we got here, we were all saying, wow, it's really windy today. Um But, yeah, you know, it's tough because a couple other stats with Dustin. He's the only player this week to shoot under par all four days. Um, he was the only player in the final 12 groups today when it, the conditions were the toughest to shoot either par or better, and he shot one under. So no one else even shot par in those last those last 24 players other than Dustin Johnson. So he had a tremendous day. You're right, Sam. It just you know so happens that he, he bogeyed those two holes, which, by the way, those aren't easy holes right. by, by any stretch of the imagination. I just, you know, it's still the timing was a little suspect, I guess, where, you know, it does lend itself to maybe a little criticism, yeah. where you finally get close and then you make the two bogeys.
3: It was just, you know, there was, the energy was just ramped up to like the highest it's been all week, obviously, because yep. it's been a total bore, <laughs> and for it to just like get sucked out like on on right. one shot it was just like, right. you know, it was it was a let. I mean, right. Kevka Dustin Johnson, like in a playoff. What what else could you possibly ask for after this week? And it kind of just got ripped. Ripped from right under us uh, in in an instant.
0: That's his uh, second yeah. runner up in a row at a major, DJ. Uh, that's his fourth career runner up at a major. He has a ton of other obviously close calls, including the PJ in two, 2010, where he would have gone to a playoff <laughs> if not for the you know the bunker controversial bunker penalty on the seventy second hole. So I don't know, same, You know we talk about it all the time. He's got the twenty wins. He's only got the one major. He now has right. a ton of close calls. Yeah.
1: It's and I guess my my point. To, to uh, your first question is that I don't blame him for faltering late um, and sort of squandering the opportunity to, to tie Brooks Kepca because he at least put himself in that situation. If you're going right. to take issue with anything, take issue with the fact that he's just not putting himself in the position to start the day or to start, the, you know, like from right. from, from you know the beginning of a, a week. So uh, certainly compared to. A guy who he works out with and considers uh, a guy a kind of a protege. He it now sort of crystallizes that he's been bypassed, and maybe that's a source of frustration for him. That was kind of one of the sort of narratives he started to hear throughout the telecast today. Is maybe this will sort of be a kick in the ass for the DJ mm-hmm. because he's seeing a guy who's obviously, um, you know, taking the mantle as the best player in the world, both literally and figuratively. Yeah. He's going to be the number one player in the world, but you know, you wonder what kind of outside motivation that will provide DJ. You know, you're right. And again, it goes back to the whole idea: is a guy who is as good as DJ, who has won as many times as he has, uh, should win more major championships.
0: Right.
3: I was and, thinking, could you could you imagine the perception flip had Dustin come back to beat him for his second? Right. And kept kept has on three. three. That right. would have been like just a complete flip on yeah. everything that was written yeah. Saturday night. Talked about. Right. Kepca's going to win four. He's dominant. Yeah. It would have just been a totally like complete yeah. flip on a dime.
0: But it's true. I mean, we talk a DJ with the twenty wins and, and one major. It's one of the oddest ratios. I know Davis Love is very similar, right there. But then Kepka on the flip side has the other weirdest ratio. He has four majors now and just two regular tour events um and sam you mentioned number one it's funny brooks when i asked him about who's you know who's number one he said I, I don't know i don't know about the the ratings or whatever dj was actually defiant he said well i'm still ranked number one so i'll take myself he's not ranked number one <laughs> No, I anymore, guess it's so. tomorrow
1: morning right yeah it's
0: tomorrow morning it flips over but at the time he was right i guess at the time but um you know i still find it interesting that a guy who you know only won one major and his buddy now he's you know, he's very aware when it's your buddy doing this and winning four majors since you won your first. It's pretty amazing he still actually kind of considers him number one because I think there should be no debate who's number sure. one right now.
1: Well, it's you know it just speaks to the formula of the, of the World Golf ranking, which is it takes into account yeah. a body of work. It takes into account success week in and week out. Maybe yeah. it doesn't emphasize yeah. majors yeah. enough. But, um, yeah, I mean, if if Brooks Koepka did not become number one player in the world after a second place in the Masters and a first place... This week, that would be ridiculous. But I think for once we feel pretty good that this is the right guy.
0: What? what okay. Final thoughts on Beth Page? You know, obviously. We didn't even talk
1: about Tiger. We oh, ever, like, yeah, a, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I
0: forgot that uh, we hadn't done this since Tiger left. All right, let's talk about Tiger <laughs> for a second. Um, Let me give my take first. I just think he had a bad week. I'm not that concerned. Um, He obviously sounded sick on Tuesday. He didn't even show up to the course on Wednesday. I thought that was very bizarre. So I do think there was something up there. I don't think he felt his best. He looked a little disengaged the whole week. And let's be honest, I mean, one of the most surprising things about this comeback is how he never has a bad week. I mean, he missed a cut at Shinnecock last year. He missed a cut at Riviera last year. But that's it. Two missed cuts since the comeback. I think he was just due for a bad week, and, and I'm not reading too much into it.
1: No, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with, I think the, the problem is is that uh, he's been on this run where, obviously, he contended at Carnegie he contended at the PGA, he won the Masters. Yeah, so three majors so, in a row contended. No, I yeah. totally understand. And you suddenly start to recalibrate your expectations where you're like, okay, well, he's supposed to contend in major. He's right. the best player in the world. He's the best player right. of all time. Um, he should or he, he should be you know, showing up and automatically be on the leaderboard where, again, um, a little bit of rush. For a variety of reasons obviously erring on the side of resting his body and not playing, uh, not feeling 100%. And obviously, a golf course where even if he was a little bit off, your mistakes are compounded. So, I don't read too much into it either. I feel like it's very similar to you know, he missed the cut at Wingfoot Foot 2006 and then came back and won the uh, the Open right. Championship at Hoyle Lake and the, the, the PGA the next week. So, I think he's very much a factor in the next two majors. It just it happens to be a wrong week at the wrong time,
3: yeah. Like you just said, he. All throughout his career, he's shown when he has, he has enough. He knows what he has to do to rectify it, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to read too much
0: into it. And it will be interesting because he, you know, we expect him to play at the Memorial a couple of weeks, so he will play once in between these these majors, but then he might not play again for the next. So we'll have to see, you know, if he plays better this time, having played once, if well, he thinks we, that makes a difference. I
1: think last time we had a podcast, yeah. like, is this a big deal? And we certainly right. won't know yeah. until he gets to Beth Page Black. And right. I, now you can definitely say that. It, it <laughs> didn't help. Right. You know, didn't it didn't help. Just a, a distance control was a little off. His putting was a little off. And again, maybe that would have been the case anyway because he just wasn't feeling well. Right. But um, it just seemed like there was a lack of sharpness to his game, which manifested itself at the wrong time.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he just couldn't hit a fairway that last it's, day. It's still three... the.
3: It might be the greatest 35, even par 35, I've ever seen oh, on yeah. the front nine yeah. on Friday. Well, it, he missed
0: every single fairway. No, couldn't hit a fairway. Um, and this week, that was death, unless you're Brooks Kepka who... Hits it an extra thirty right. yards, uh, and, and can kind of get a short iron under. Uh, okay, so Beth Page, is this you know watching this being here make you want to go out and play it anymore? To me, <laughs> it doesn't. It just it's too tough.
1: It does. You know, it's so funny. I know this is going to sound ridiculous coming from me, but the two times I've played Beth Page Black uh, recently, I didn't find it that difficult. Which I know is, I mean, because yeah. I just feel like it's 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 obviously it's savagely long, yeah, and the rough is 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 severe, but. Um, you know we're playing still a yardage it's far more manageable than True. the guys are playing this week and the greens are are fairly receptive and and generous in terms of being able to hit them so obviously very difficult but um, you know look I, I I'm able to distinguish between the best page played this week by the best players in the world and the best page is, you know that right. we will play in three weeks when they cut the rough and it's still very difficult but I think I think part of it's because um, you go in knowing this is going to be a very difficult test. Right. That's why I don't find it as right. And okay. His other what,
0: what about the atmosphere, Chris? You know, because it's come up obviously that the Ryder Cup is going to be back here in five years, and you know, Eddie not, Pepper not had not some if, interesting uh, comments. not, John Matt, Hogan right, not like, if yeah, yeah, we, John Huggins, right? Not if are John Huggins. You know, people are, are a little, let's say, worried about the crowd. Um, the the U.S.
3: Europe dynamic is definitely going to be an interesting yeah. one this week. I don't, you know, it never got hostile. Obviously, they were chanting DJ. Yeah,
0: it you know. got hostile if anything towards yeah. Brooks, towards those,
3: you know, <laughs> a fellow American, yeah. but. Uh, I think it, I think it definitely has potential to be very ugly, but I still think it'll be fun. I hope there's no run-ins like Rory had at Hazeltine or anything like that or I hope nobody gets booted from the property, but there is a ninety eight percent chance people will get booted from. The property. Oh yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure they will. and uh, I, what you noticed this week is that I said this in one of the things I wrote just they're they're so relentless like everyone wants to shout something yes. everyone wants to be heard on yes. their instagram story everyone yeah. wants to get on the barstool instagram it's just relentless <laughs> following john daly <laughs> following john daly on thursday i mean they're relentless he's driving his car and they're yeah. all just like yeah. it's like it's too much i think you know it's yeah. fun to a point but it's it's just over the top.
0: this is why we call him old school pals. <laughs> because you know? i mean he's <laughs> one of the youngest guys oh, here and i'm the first one at a
3: yankee game to just scream oh, okay. at the opposing bullpen so okay, I, okay i shouldn't really talk
0: okay um and uh, any last thoughts, Chris? Obviously, or, or Sam? Uh, I know we we picked the same shirt at the uh, the media giveaway. We so we got to coordinate that going. I forward, didn't pick but the same shirt. As you you, I, you know, I shirts. admit it. I saw yours and I said that's a damn good looking shirt. And, and of course, all I'm the volunteers
3: were wearing it today, so now we look. They were. Well, yeah. I won one hundred eighty three dollars. Did yeah. you really? Is yes. That your big, first big, big gambling, gambling,
0: gambling, gambling win? Or, like golf? golf? Yeah. I, when, when when are
1: you <laughs> making bets? Exactly. Yeah, I set some money on with my guy Stevie Hennessy. He yeah,
0: I Why am I making bets with Stevie <laughs> Hennessy? I'm, I'm talking to this guy all the time. he can tell me he's, well, he's booking bets. Well, I,
1: so I bet Brooks to win. and yeah. I, bet, I bet Rory oh, the top ten. Oh It was like a quintessential Rory backdoor top ten, and we and you were mocking me, Chris, because Amazing. he was like t fifteen through most of the day. Yeah. And then and he, on
3: fifteen he rolled one out, he, out of the rough ten yards, him. and I'm. Was
1: poking sound oh. like oh he's he's yeah. done and but he still he
3: finished he got 10. to the house he got all to the house guys imploded you know in front of him so it was beautiful it was a i'm impressed by the top 10 that's a heroic. great it was bet. miraculous yeah
0: i mean you couldn't have been getting that good of odds there but but good for you I, I would have i would have bet brooks as one of my couple guys but when it's what was it nine to one or ten to know, one it's still no i know i know it, when it's still steel because now i mean just He's not going to be nine to one at the next no, one. He's going to be five to one mm-hmm. or four to well, one. What I mean, was
1: the uh, well, number going in into today? Oh, one to, one to, six, to sixteen. It's
0: amazing. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Yeah. So uh, I guess we're all on agreement. Brooks will be the favorite at the uh, at Pebble Beach.
1: My lord. Yeah. No question. Although yeah. you know, people certain, will
0: weigh Tiger's success there in the past. Yeah, but
1: still, I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't factor that or so Dustin. long ago. Or I mean, Dustin. And Dustin. For sure. And yeah. Dustin. I, I sure. think that... Pebble is more like a Shinnecock, you know. This is like if you want to kind of pair the two together, Aaron Hills and Beth Page Black very similar. generous fairways, big mm-hmm. golf course. Uh, Pebble is more like a Shinnecock kind of. It's more, you know, it's definitely more uh, tighter landing area, yeah. smaller greens. Um, certainly, still very much a, a golf course that he can have his way with. But I don't think it's as noticeable or as marked an advantage as he has here.
0: And then keep in mind, Portrush, his caddy. That's where his caddy played, grew up playing I know. Ricky that's Elliott. What? what? do you think that's, that's worth? How many <laughs> shots is that worth? Well, I don't know. But then another, someone emailed me randomly in the winter and said they had played at Portrush, and their caddy was like, Brooks Kepka's going to win. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just, it, a lot tip. of signs are hot pointing. Tip. You're right, a hot tip. We like hot tips. Love a yeah, hot yeah. tip. <laughs> um, but I guess a lot of people would say the same thing about Rory, too. Yeah. He'll have something to say. It was He kind of grew up there as well. Anyway, um, Interesting week, to say the least, uh, but Brooks Kepka a truly worthy champ, obviously fourth major in his last eight starts, just incredible stuff from him. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining me. Uh, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already and check back next week to see who our guest is.